This is the Future of Digital Art podcast, brought to you by Sachi Art. This show is dedicated to empowering emerging artists by helping them better understand how they can use technology to expand their art offerings. In each episode, we'll interview successful NFT artists, collectors, and digital art influencers. They'll share insights on how the art world is changing, how they got involved in digital art, art NFTs, the creator economy, and actionable advice that you can use to grow your portfolio and win at the future of digital art. I'm your host, Capucin Jenkins, curator of digital art and NFTs at Saatchi Art. Now let's dive right into the show we have planned for you today. Hey everyone, and thanks for listening to another episode of the Future of Digital Art podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Trevor Jones, traditional painter and digital artist. Thanks for joining us today, Trevor. Do you want to introduce yourself? Thanks for having me. I'm Trevor Jones, a traditional painter. I'm originally from Canada, but uh, after a few years of backpacking around the world, I ended up in, in Scotland in 1999 and decided to stay. So it's been an interesting journey. I guess kind of my art background. I decided to become an artist in my early 30s while I was here in in Edinburgh, which is quite unusual. It was based on an early midlife crisis, I'd say. (laughs) Um, I decided that art was what I needed in my life. And so I did a a foundation year at a small private school Mm -hmm. and then applied to Edinburgh College of Art and Edinburgh University for a five-year fine art program the next year and graduated in 2008, specializing in drawing and painting. So in that sense, I consider myself a traditional artist, but it was probably around 2011, I started to explore how I could incorporate new technologies with my painting. You know, I saw this opportunity that, you know, there was a lot of different things happening back in like 2010-11 with the emergence of smartphones and and social media. And it was just a, a lot of potential I saw to make really innovative, exciting art that people could connect with through their phones. Mm-hmm. So I was painting QR codes in 2012. I think I was one of the first painters in the world to use augmented reality back in 2013. Mm-hmm. And I was you know, just ridiculously excited about it to be able to bring a painting to life like it had never been done before. But unfortunately, <laughs> there was nobody else here in the traditional art world that was excited about mm-hmm. what I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I kind of eventually was slowly distancing myself, in a sense, from the kind of commercial art galleries. I wasn't working with them anymore. Mm. I was organizing my own exhibitions, hiring my own gallery space, putting on my own shows, having my own opening nights, buying all the wine, inviting all my friends and hopefully a few people who would buy some work. And that went on for about five or six years until I discovered cryptocurrency and, and invested in 2017 and decided I would start creating my next exhibition, which would be themed on, on cryptocurrency and, mm. and kind of people and ideas and within that space. And that's kind of where it all took off. I discovered a, a lot of people online, art collectors, investors who were in the crypto space, who embraced me and my crazy AR mm. work and, and QR codes <laughs> and, and just really, really liked what I was doing which was a nice change from six or seven or eight years of of rejection. Mm -hmm. uh, And the rest is history. Wow, that's awesome. Well, we're super excited to have you. You already sort of gave a little bit of background about yourself, but tell us a little more about the work you do, if there's anything else you wanted to add. 
it's always changing, you know, and I guess I've always been like that right through art college and, and, you know, graduating in 2008. Like I said, it seemed like every year or two, I don't recommend this to any artist. You know, they say like, you know, most successful artists tend to find their style, they develop their themes, their techniques. And whereas I've kind of done the exact opposite and it was always changing, you know, whether it was painting, you know, abstract to landscape to QR codes to figurative to portraiture to, mm-hmm. and then to using technology. And it's just, that's the way I kind of come up with a theme, I guess. I get excited about an idea mm-hmm. and then I decide how I'm going to use paint and canvas to kind of translate these ideas into a traditional painting. And then with the exploration of different types of technology, then I'm also thinking, how am I going to incorporate various tech? Um, why am I going to do it? What's the idea behind it? How does it all make sense? Mm-hmm. So really, every time I work towards something, I try to keep a, you know, a, a series of works going. But recently, you know, I'll do a collaboration, or I'll, I'll work on one piece or a, you know, a couple pieces, and it's different all the time, which I find super exciting. But it's definitely a very difficult way to, as an artist, I mm-hmm. think, to, to kind of make sense of things usually because it, it tends to be the other way to, to really kind of develop your own style and, and techniques and find your own voice that way. Wow. Incredible. So how would you describe the state of digital art today? I'd say it's never been better. <laughs> you know, to be completely honest, I don't really know. You know, like I said, I'm a traditional artist, you know, who fell into the crypto art space, you know, four or five years ago and NFTs in 2019. So I don't really know the state of digital art before that. So I'm not really one to ask kind of how it compares to previous. But I guess from my limited experience in this short amount of time, especially really the last two years, it's pretty easy to see that the space is really thriving. It's exciting. It's filled with loads and loads of really talented, very cool people. There's huge potential and possibilities. I think the fact that the market itself has crashed hmm. uh, probably the last seven months or so, is not a bad thing. You know, it gets rid of all the, the riffraff and the, the money grabbers and the rug pullers, all the, the people who come in, the shifty, dodgy people who kind of, just, you know, take advantage of the market itself and the bull run and, and try to make money. And, and what we have left are the real artists, the real builders, the people, you know, the entrepreneurs, the people who are, are here to make cool things mm-hmm. and to work with cool people to do this. So... I think from that point of view, regardless of what the market is like, it's never been more exciting to be here working. Yeah, for sure. So in your experience, what are the challenges that you face in creating and collecting digital art? In creating digital art, (laughs) there are a lot of challenges. You know, there's the technical side of crypto and and digital wallets, minting or tokenizing artwork. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, of course, security issues and how not to get hacked. It's a lot to take in. I think that's one of the reasons why it's quite difficult for more traditional artists to get on board because mm-hmm. it's a whole new world and, and new language. And artists, a lot of artists, you know, are like me. It's it's quite boring. You know, I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not the, the most techie of people. I like it. I like the possibilities. But when it comes down to the actual tech side of it, mm-hmm. I just get super bored. You know, it's like... How it's do you like deal with me that? talking to my? <laughs> well, that's the struggle. Um, for me, what I've found works is there's a lot of people who are much more intelligent and smarter than I am, 
in this area mm-hmm. and I can ask them for help. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tend to ask a lot of really stupid questions <laughs> and I, I eventually get there to the end um, <laughs> where, I'm, where I'm going. <laughs> but it does take some time. You know, I think also I'm, I am older now. I'm, I'm 52, mm-hmm. I think. And, you know, my, I don't have a sponge-like brain of, mm-hmm. uh, of a, a 20-year-old. And so I don't learn as fast, which means <laughs> it's, it's slow going. But, you know, it is what it is. And I think the pros outweigh the cons. You know, it's mm-hmm. to continue to explore and develop and, and learn and to grow as an artist. You have to push yourself and make yourself do uncomfortable things. And this is a, an amazing space to be in because, you know, there's just so many people out there who want to help. And it's easy to find, you know, a lot of talented people who, who want to work with you or, you know, explore new ideas. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, it's really great that you have support. You have help in that area. I do think that definitely deters many artists, many traditional artists, traditional physical artists from coming to the space. So what excites you the most about digital art today? Or... If you aren't really concerned about digital art as a whole, what excites you the most about the kind of digital art that you're around or that you're collecting or that's in your network? That's a big question. (laughs) Um, I think like I was just referring to before, you know, it's just the endless possibilities with this, this world full of talented artists, you know, and more and more kind of jumping on board from every different country around the globe. You know, wanting to work together and, and create cool things. You know, that's what I find most exciting. I've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of made the analogy of you know, late 1800s, you know, early 1900s Paris, you know, when you had so many of the, the greatest mm-hmm. artists and poets and, you know, writers and musicians and philosophers mm-hmm. and, you know, all working together in the same area and just kind of riffing off each other and creating, you know, culture. And that's kind of what I see happening in this space now, but it's literally global. You know, you have so many different types of people from not just artists and creatives, but techie, you know, entrepreneur, builders, athletes, social influencers, you know, musicians, rock stars, you know, everybody is coming into this crazy digital NFT art space and kind of just looking to, to learn and to grow and to work together. And it's because of that, the really, really cool things are coming out of it. And that's what's you know absolutely pivotal in this space. And, and I think that what will make history really in the space is this time, it's such a, a unique time to be creating art in the world. Mm. So a year from now, what will the future of digital art look like to you? The thing is that, that you know, nothing shocks me anymore in the space, mm-hmm. you know, like, Literally nothing shocks me. You think something crazy just happens, something massive, you know, Beeple sells something for $69 million mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, you know, the biggest rug pull in 3AC <laughs> goes down and billions disappear off the market. You know, mm-hmm. crazy things happen all the time in this space. So to kind of look at what the future of digital art, at least in this space, will be like, it's really, I say it's impossible to know, but... I guess I'll just throw this out there. I'll say like, it's, it'll just go from strength to strength. You know, you can't stop progress. You can't stop this kind of innovation and, and evolution. You know, the future is bright for digital art. You know, digital art and NFTs will be a huge part of the future of art. I'm certain of that. And I'll be a part of it somehow as well. That's, that's about all I know. Mm-hmm. So final question. What are the top three pieces of advice that you have for artists who are just getting started with digital art? 
in NFTs. Marry somebody rich. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible <laughs> advice. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, okay, skip that. Um, but it is a good one. <laughs> I would say, firstly, collaborate with as many other artists as you can who have different skill sets than you. That's the way that you'll learn the most, the quickest collaboration. There are always other people in the space who are looking to collaborate. I guess second would be, I think I mentioned earlier on, kind of find your voice. You know, you have to find your your style, your vibe, and you have to be unique. You know, there's nothing wrong with finding inspiration, you know, for other artists, past or present, you know, artists in this space. But at some point, you need to find your own voice to separate yourself from everybody else. So you need to be unique, ideally topical and relevant. I mean, I think that's just the same in this space as well in the traditional art world. You know, you really have to stand out somehow. Mm. Um, and that is often a lifetime journey for artists in general. But you need to think about that. How are you going to be unique? Lastly, I think in this space, we talked a lot about community and networking and, and building and collaboration. You know, you have to build your community around you and your work. But you also have to give back. And that's really important in the space. You know, it's, it's a two-way street. Mm. And it doesn't matter how talented you are. If you make it all about you, you're not going to get very far in this space. You know, I've seen exceptionally, exceptionally, exceptionally gifted, very successful traditional artists come into the space over the last couple of years and get fall on their, on their face, you know, absolutely rejected because mm. they didn't understand the the culture of the space. Mm. And they just assumed that because they were so talented and so successful in the traditional art world, the you know, commercial galleries internationally, that this crypto slash NFT art space would would just go, oh my God, you're amazing. And the exact opposite happens. Mm. So you have to build your community and you know be nice. And a good person helps out a lot, you know, get involved with what other people are doing. For sure. Okay, well, that's all we have time to cover today. But before we wrap, if people want to follow you, where should they go? Twitter probably is, uh, I don't really do, I'm terrible at Instagram, either my website, trevorjonesart.com mm-hmm. or on Twitter, Trevor Jones Art, And also my Discord, you can get that in my bio on my Twitter or on my website. So those kind of three main places you'll be able to find me and find out what I'm doing and, and what's happening. Well, thanks again. And let's please keep in touch. Absolutely. Bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Future of Digital Art podcast brought to you by Saatchi Art. If you enjoyed today's show, please do us a favor and leave us a rating or review. If you'd like to find out more about Saatchi Art's first ever art NFT collection, The Other Avatars, or to engage with Saatchi Art as an artist, please visit www.saatchiart.com forward slash NFT. Thanks, and I'll catch you again on the next episode.